You are listening to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show podcast on Gear 30 Radio. Adventure for your ears. Shop Gear 30 premier mountain equipment and improve your outdoor experience. Gear 30 Radio! You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. (sighs) It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show! Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, Brandon Long, on belay with you for the next hour. In studio with me this week is London. Thank hey. you, London, for joining us. Stepping in for Todd at the top. This show's itinerary. It is the swap because we have a gear swap coming up. Probably, if not the best in, in Ogden, maybe the best in Utah tomorrow up at Weber State. So we'll chat with Daniel and Mike from the Outdoor Program about that in just a minute. Also, we have news. Ogden Marathon Lottery ends today. Grand Canyon permit holders will be rescheduled. There's a Yellowstone Gestapo, Antarctic shutdown fallout. LCAP climbers continue admit shutdown. Grand Canyon citations. Worst of all, a mechanical bull shutdown. We'll chat about that. Um, Prep mountain biking is coming to Snow Basin. What is Utah's top sport? Any guesses? Utah ranks 30th in deer collisions. (laughs) <laughs> Deer Valley Annual Celebrity Ski Fest Snowbird, uh, Snowbird Free Tram Ride Wingsuit Competitor Dies uh, Yuli does uh, He solos Annapurna's Southside And uh, a man helping a turtle Crossing the road Gets bit by a rattlesnake We have the full story And finally A dog sets an unassisted Half marathon record We have events coming up and a little bit of Gear 30, all this and more on episode 145 of the Ogden Outdoor Adventures show, The Swap. So let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. All right, we are joined today by the Weber State Outdoor Program, Daniel Turner and Mike. What is your last name? Uh, Henderson. Henderson. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you have a busy weekend this weekend, Daniel. Yes, we do. So tell me about it tonight. We're kicking off with TGR. Yeah, a TGR film uh, is kicking off tonight at 7 p.m. Doors will uh, will open, 8 p.m. show. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great show again, as always. So this is how many years have you done TGR? Uh, we've been doing TGR ever since I got here to Weber State uh, about seven years ago, so uh, annually since then, and maybe longer. Yeah, and they always come with swag, right? And Typically, they bring out something. I yeah. believe last year there were some atomic skis given out and a few things. Sweet. There's always uh, some sort of a um, guided tour or a, you know two-for-one passes, so yeah, there's always swag. Awesome. So that starts at 7 o'clock, and where in the Union Building is that? We're going to be in Ballroom C this year. Okay. So Ballroom C's got a bigger projector, a little bit higher quality, higher definition. So uh, Ballroom C, Shepherd Student Union Building. Is that upstairs? It is. Okay. Awesome. Now, 
That's tonight. So tickets are still available. You can get them at the door. I believe they're 10. How much are they? Uh, at the door is 15, 15. And if you buy before 6 p.m. up at the outdoor program, you can pick them up for 12. And uh, the Union Building Info Desk or the Campus Recreation Info Desk. Perfect. So tomorrow morning is the gear swap, the annual gear swap. This is where you unload you know, gear that's been used from the outdoor program, but also you have vendors come in and support the gear swap. This is getting bigger and bigger every year. Who are some of the vendors? What are you looking to unload? Uh, this year, it's a full lineup. We've got about 15 vendors coming in, uh, 15 different uh, vendors from the area, including Black Diamond. Gear 30, of course, is going to be there. Alpine Sports. Um, Man, the list goes on and on and on. A couple folks uh, coming from long and far. We've got a group from Colorado, a group from oh, wow. uh, Ketchum, Idaho. Wow. Um, climate here in town. Lots of different companies coming out just to uh, drop off or get rid of uh, closeouts and anything and everything. Yeah, uh, weather check. What are we looking at? 20% chance of rain. 20? Uh, but uh, it is clearing. So okay. despite what it looks like out there right now. Uh, it should be clearing out. Mike's got a little more info on what we're selling, though. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Mike, what are we looking at? We're going with everything for all four seasons. We have paddle boards, which are going to be our big ticket item this year. So get it there early for those. We've got... And when you say early, it starts at 8? starts That's at 8 a.m. Early. Okay. So, yeah. We'll be out there bright and early at 6, getting stuff set up. Uh, so we've got paddle boards, skis, snowboards, all sorts of general camping equipment. Um, we've got some headlamps, all sorts of good stuff. Perfect. A little, little bit of everything at the swap. Definitely. And Snow Basin's usually there too as well? Yeah, Snow Basin will be selling uh, season passes. Um, they'll actually have their printer there and everything printing passes. So you can get your picture taken, yep. get Wolf, her done. Wolf Mountain will be there. Um, we had powder lined up, but I'm not sure if they're going to be there or not. So okay. um, hopefully powder will come down as well. Um, and then who knows what private sailors show up. I mean, there's always somebody there. A couple years ago, somebody rolled up with like 10 pairs of Icelandic skis that were like mint condition. So wow. you never know. Black Diamond always has the uh, packs. What do they do? A dollar a liter? Yeah. A yeah. dollar a liter for <laughs> like brand new Gregory packs. So. so, but that's a good point. You don't have to call the outdoor program to be involved. You can just show up and bring your stuff and sell it, right? Yeah, any private vendor, as long as uh, long as you're just a, a guy getting out there trying to sell some skis or a pack or whatever it might be, we'll have tables set up for those private sales. The key is, is that you just got to manage your own uh, cash handling mm -hmm. um, and your own equipment during that that sale. If you're involved with a, a vendor, we just ask that you give us a heads up and let us know you're coming. Perfect. Uh, what else is on is happening this fall? Um, well, we've got the uh, Moab spring break trip coming up. Uh, that should be a good one. It'll be a paddle, climb, bike, and hike trip. So You'll be we, able to get on the water? We cram it in for three days. Well, I don't know. <laughs> nature is now closed. So <laughs> as long as they open nature back up. Yeah, you'll be I good. Think, yeah. And that, what are the dates of that? Uh, that's coming up October. I want to say uh, 17th through 20th, if I'm not mistaken. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, the yurt rentals are when? November 4th, they open up. November 4th, you can make a phone call, get involved with the year, and those the good weekends go fast. They do. So, yeah, <laughs> Daniel will be manning the phones 7 a.m. at the outdoor program. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we start taking reservations at 8 a.m. that day. There you go. And, uh, yeah, the line is long. Uh, the phone rings off the hook, and we fill probably 50% of our days uh, within the first two hours after opening that morning. Wow. 
So awesome. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good. So busy weekend. We have TGR tonight up at Weaver State. 15 bucks at the door, a little cheaper if you get it before then. And then the swap kicks off tomorrow up at Weber State, either in the Union Building itself, if it's puking rain, or we'll be on the Waterfall Plaza uh, if it clears up here tonight, which we look forward to because when it's on the plaza, it's just it's a little bit more fun. So We're all outdoorsy, right? Right. 8 a.m. tomorrow. It's free to attend. Walk by. Bring your own stuff. Get stuff. Sell stuff. It'll be a good time. Anything else you guys want to add? Yeah, just get out there. There's tons of gear. I mean, this is as big as it's ever been. Um, we expect a couple thousand people to come through throughout the day, so you want to get there early. We're asking our vendors not to sell before 8 a.m., so uh, everybody should have a fair chance. I'm just going to be stoked if the vendors are awake and set up by 8 a.m., so that'll be great. Well, for more information on the Weber State Outdoor Program, it's uh, weber.edu backslash outdoor. Also, follow them on Facebook. Uh, Daniel and his crew do a great job of posting pictures and keeping everything up on the Facebook. So I appreciate you guys coming down to the shop. We do do the podcast now at the Gear 30, and uh, we do have a studio audience. So um, thank you, and you can endorse now. So we can endorse like products and stuff because we're here. This is our deal. So we can say go go to the outdoor program. And nice. Check them out. Yeah. Nice. Well, we will we'll, we will endorse uh, right back at you. Sweet. All right. Thanks. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Sweet. You are listening to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show podcast on Gear 30 Radio. Adventure for your ears. Shop Gear 30 premier mountain equipment and improve your outdoor experience. Gear 30 Radio. All right, welcome back to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. News and events time. Hi, London. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I haven't been on for a while, buddy. So you were on, you were up at the studio at one time. Is that right? I was with the Chewbacca cutout. The Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, this is a, a new setting, new, new tune, new time, whatever down here. So a little bit of information. If you are a marathon runner, if you haven't run the Ogden Marathon, it's absolutely beautiful. And unfortunately for locals, it's such a beautiful run and area that it just blew up in attendance, and now they operate on a lottery system. So the marathon registration lottery is open for registration right now, but today is the last day you have. If you're listening to this and you're at work, you have till 11.59 tonight to sign up for the marathon, half marathon or full marathon. The participation is limited to 8,000 slots. That's 3,500 for full marathon and 4,500 for the half marathon. And then the entrance, you'll be notified by October 15th, five days from now. No lottery selection is required to purchase in the following divisions. If you want to buy a VIP, you're in for the full or the half. Or if you want to run the race as a relay, or if you only want to do the 5K or the kids' K, you, can, you don't have to get in now. You can wait for that and register later. So today's the last day if you want to do the full or half, and that's a blast. It's uh, gofoundation.com or just search Ogden Marathon, and you'll find all the information you need. So, um, Are you th- running in it? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, uh, three times. I'm a three-time finisher of the Ogden Marathon. It's a gorgeous course. I highly recommend it. However, I... I like to keep that weekend open now in case there's a trail run and or we may be involved as Gear 30 somehow. And so rather we may work an aid station or something. And so I kind of want to keep that weekend open. But um, We do have more shutdown news. We talked about last week's episode was titled The Shutdown. And it's been a week now, unfortunately. And so we do have some fallout 
Uh, Grand Canyon Park is going to make up shutdown losses to permit holders. So this is good news. River permit holders who are denied their scheduled launch because of the government shutdown at Grand Canyon National Park, they'll receive a refund for fees because you can pay. You have to pay a lot of money for that. National Park Service officials announced Monday that permit holders will be entitled to reschedule for a Colorado River trip with their choice of dates until 2016. However, they must submit their choices within 60 days of the park's reopening. So if you have a permit, stay tuned and resubmit. Pick your dates. They'll try and make it up to you. So if the park's closed, who's enforcing the permits? Um, so what they do is they have, I don't know who's down there, but there's, there's officers who will not let you put a boat on a boat ramp on federal land. They will not let you put in on a river. And there, I don't know if it's like local police or whoever it is who's policing it. They say, no, it's closed. The river is, nature's closed, as Daniel said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In fact, Daniel was up in Teton National Forest. I should have asked him when he was here. Um, and he got, I think, I believe he was in the park, staying at a hotel in the park. And he got a letter that they were slipped to everyone in the hotel. It was like, oh, park's closed. You'll have to leave tomorrow. Peace out kind of a thing. And so it's shut down. But in Yellowstone, they say Yellowstone Rangers used Gestapo tactics to empty the park for a shutdown. According to the AP, this is reposted by the Standard Examiner, some visitors stayed at a hotel near the popular and famous Old Faithful Geyser when the partial government shutdown closed Yellowstone National Park last week. They complained of, quote, Gestapo tactics, end quote, and feeling confined to their lodge by armed rangers. Yellowstone spokesman on Wednesday denied any mistreatment of ranger, by rangers, saying all visitors face the same restrictions enforced by courteous park staff. I don't think they were courteous. They were probably upset themselves. Uh, the shutdown closed Yellowstone on October 1st and also shut down all hotels, campgrounds, and other lodging inside the park, including the Old Faithful Inn. See, I would have just used, like, the buffalo to chase people out. <laughs> So if you had to leave and had a horrible vacation experience because of that, you would get that piece of nature chasing you out of the park. And that's a memorable story. You can tell people, your kids about that. I think they should have, I think they could have rented a guy on a buffalo for at least could've a done. weekend. Yeah. And he could have wrangled up the rest of the buffalo. And they could have like, dressed a dude up like a buffalo. They could, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, I Why could do that. I would right? do that. If you guys would give me the time off, I will go to Yellowstone <laughs> and dress up like a buffalo. Weird. We'll just put a little Gear 30 brand on, the, on your right rump. Absolutely. We'll, yeah. I look better for my left rump. <laughs> Let's work on that one. So the shutdown is hit as far away as the Antarctic. The ripple effect from the government shutdown in Washington, D.C. is now being felt more than 9,900 miles away at the South Pole. The U.S. Antarctic program effectively announced that research trips to Antarctica have been canceled until further notice. On October 14th, funds for this program will run dry until a federal budget is approved by Congress. As of Monday morning, ships and research stations used by scientists throughout the U.S. will go on, quote, unquote, uh, caretaker status. Icebreakers and airplanes will, be, will only be running food, fuel, and supplies for those already at the research stations. Um, in Antarctica, the planning is so intense we're scheduling Department of Defense aircraft and icebreakers, says John Priskew, a Montana State University biologist, with about 30 trips to Antarctica. The planning goes on years ahead 
I don't think you can just throw a switch and say, okay, everything's better now. So those guys are hurting down in the Antarctic. Again, another reason to end the shutdown sooner than later. Uh, in Yosemite, however, they're not necessarily paying attention to the rules. Apparently, nothing will stop climbers from realizing their dreams and sending projects on America's most iconic cliff, El Capitan, in Yosemite Valley. Not even a government shutdown, according to Rock and Ice magazine. This is by Andrew Hewitt. Um, there's a photo taken, and, and it was posted on Reddit. It uses... Um, it shows numerous parties with headlamps heading up the nose at night. You can only see their headlamps. And on the Salath wall on El Cap, Yosemite National Park closed last Tuesday amid the budget impasse, of course. Uh, the closure sparked outrage amid climbers and other outdoorsmen and women alike. Last Friday, protests, protests raged outside the gates of Yosemite with protesters raising posters and slogans like Yosemite held hostage and parks for people, not politics. Yosemite isn't the only national park where people have entered in protest. Right here in Utah, hikers entered Utah Zion National Park on Saturday and dubbed themselves Occupy Zion. Uh, while many people applaud protests, there are those who view them with disapproval. If these people have any respect for national rangers, they will stop. Yes, it's awful to be shut out of the parks, but try to see the big picture people. There are plenty of previously underpaid and now currently unpaid rangers who are should get their back pay, by the way, out there who will not or who will have to deal with you if you go into the parks. Making a statement to politicians is one thing. Adding to the burden of our already burdened federal employees is another, says one person who wrote this on OutsideOnline.com. Thoughts, London? If I don't. I don't know. Yeah. This whole, uh, if you're getting the back pay thing, I don't understand why we're shutting it down in the first place. Uh, amen. Yeah. Um, as far as Yosemite goes, so what, you lost me on that one. Are uh, the climbers just saying, you know what, we're going to do it, and they're just keeping the park closed? What is going on with the uh, rangers there? Or how is? I'm assuming there's not enough enforcement there, and certainly not enough enforcement to get you off of a big wall in Yosemite. And climbers are like, catch me, I'm on a big wall. I know you can't get me on here anyway. You have to wait till I top out and I can climb better than you. And I mean, Yosa are, are some of the best uh, search and rescuers on the planet. So I don't know if they're involved or if they're curved, you know, I'm sure they are. So if they can't perform rescues or whatever, that's, that's if you get in trouble, I think you're on your own, and that's the, the daring part there, going up on, going climbing anywhere in a national park. If you get in trouble, you can't be rescued. So, I would applaud the same idea with the buffalo. There? No, just in general, up at Yellowstone. <laughs> you Yellowstone, know what? If yeah. you're getting chased by a buffalo, you're on your own, bro. Yeah. I'm just wondering who's uh, feeding the animals up there with the government right? shut down. They're yeah. like starved to death without I people know. food. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, now, this is the most important story I have seen yet on the whole shutdown, and I want to make sure we get to the... We'll end with this. The shutdown has shelved the Utah National Guard's mechanical bull purchase. That's taking it too far right the, there. It is too far. The Utah National Guard has canceled its $47,000 order for two, not just one. You know what? We need two mechanical bulls due to the government shutdown. Utah National Guard put in the order this summer after one of their bulls, because they've had these before, broke. The That's Salt a lot of bull reported. riding to break one. The Have you ever ridden a mechanical bull? <laughs> I don't think I've ever. ridden a mechanical I bull. They're not I that would, easy. I would absolutely say get two. Yeah? Because 
they're just way too fun. Uh, the guard uses the mechanical bulls and two climbing walls to attract people to their recruiting events, which is very important because when you join the guard, you ride a lot of bulls, apparently. Uh, Utah National Guard Lieutenant Colonel Hank McIntyre said, the order was posted Monday on the government website, making it appear as though the purchase was made during the shutdown. The website cnsnews.com first wrote about it. There's about 1,200 workers with the Utah National Guard who were furloughed um, last week. Is it like the back pay thing so we can just like the government can do everything on layaway now? Like it's all get it now layaway. and pay back for it later? Yeah. Nice. Your mechanical bulls will be in the mail. Very cool. Snow Basin, if, uh, boy, it's a little rainy today or a lot rainy today, but they're supposed to host a prep mountain biking. So the Utah High School Cycling League, the third race of the season, will have plenty of altitude and uh, maybe a little bit of attitude on Saturday as the prep mountain bikers converge on Snow Basin Resorts and its popular course. Action begins at 10 a.m. So if you want to watch the high schoolers, which, gosh, wouldn't, I would have loved to have had a mountain bike team when I was in high school. So I'm so stoked that they're doing this now. Um, I'm just sad that wasn't there when we were in high school. Um, so this Saturday, you can go up and watch the high schoolers compete up at Snow Basin. In the last races held September 28th at Park City's Round Valley course, the weather conditions were dicey, adding to the challenges. So they when could I be was in high again. school in Park City, we used to like ditch our study hall and take the Jeeps to Round Valley and like go beat them up. So the, I, the, I feel like bikers? even though I didn't have a mountain bike team in high school, I had a skip class and rally the Jeep team and team, yeah, well, that evens me out. Did you have a name at all? No, no, like not in attendance. I don't know. Yeah. So if you had to guess the unofficial sport of Utah, what would you guess? Unofficial sport of Utah? The unofficial sport of Utah. There Give me was, a, is it a winter sport or a summer sport? It's an indoor sport. It's an indoor sport. Indoor sport. I'm going ping pong. Ping pong is close, but no cigar. Church basketball, my friend. Wow. Is the unofficial sport for utah according to a new uh release every state has its own official and some have non non-official um sports so utah's uh was church basketball who, who uh, comes up with this i have no idea this okay. is on the standard if you really want to look it up ah and the also considered is mountain biking. The city of Moab's tourism site claims that it is the spot for the greatest mountain biking on the planet. But, you know, the skiing would also be a big one up there. So um, like Vermont, the official state is skiing and snowboarding. So but there's not a lot of states who have official sports, which is kind of sad. Wyoming. Guess Wyoming's bull riding rodeo Boom. right there. Bam. Texas. Uh, this should be gotta be something with like shooting rodeo and football okay close. South Dakota rodeo you're sensing a theme here mm -hmm. now Rhode Island not rodeo boredom <laughs> I don't know what people do in Rhode Island I don't, I, they, they sail have, you get crab like tennis. blue crabs I think those are pretty good <laughs> cracking blue crabs could be the Rhode Island sport Pennsylvania Pennsylvania sport uh pen Field hockey. Nice. Field hockey. Oregon, track and field. Oklahoma is not rodeo. It's not rodeo in Oklahoma? No. Their choice, gymnastics. Really? Yeah. Men's or women's? 
General. Wow. General, yeah. So, yeah, there's, this is on, ooh, stock car racing, guess the state. Stock car racing, I got to go with uh, South Carolina. Oh, you're so close, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, holy oh, cow, good hey, guess. I know my NASCAR. <laughs> so, a second, so skiing didn't even make Utah's, but it did make another eastern state, which is not Vermont, but... It is New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Boom. Oh. Geography. Yeah, 101. Montana's one you should like. It's fly unofficial. fishing, bro. Unofficial is fly fishing. Heck yeah. Named it. Also considered six-man football. Not sure what that is. Mississippi is deer hunting. I didn't even know they had deer in Mississippi. I don't know. <laughs> I thought they had like crocodiles in Mississippi. Or Maine. alligators, I guess. That's American, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think the crocs are there. Yeah, but, stupid uh, crocodile. So you can look up all these. It's at the standard. It's called an unofficial list of the top sport in each state. What's Utah's? Um, which we don't actually have an official one. It is an unofficial. Unofficially, official it's like Jello, right? Is it unofficially Utah's food? Yes. More flavors of Jello here than anywhere else in the world, or something like that. Yes. And yeah. Now officially, off. This is actually officially because it's a new report by State Farm Insurance. They've labeled the state of Utah one of the 30 worst states for deer collisions. So for the sake of your car and your insurance, Insurance Information Institute has provided tips to avoid deer-related crashes. Have you ever driven up Parley's and then back oh. to Heber? Dude, it's like it's a like deer 20. every 100 feet. Yeah. Yeah. With the hopes of curbing deer collisions, the Utah Department of Transportation has spent more than $47 million on changes to the highway bypass system since 2005. According to the Utah Division of Wildlife, just last May, UDOT built an 11-mile fence along U.S. Highway 89 east of Kanab. According to a report by KSL, between 1,000 and 2,000 deer cross that highway twice a year, leading to an estimated 100 to 105 deer collisions per year in U.S. 89 alone. You ever been in a car that hit a deer? No. I've been in two. I was not driving, thank you. But there's stories of, like, every week when I look for stories... Tons of stories of deer that go in one door slash window of a minivan and out the other, let alone being hit. They're actually going through cars, which is crazy. The state of Utah as a whole this year is projected to have 8,488 car accidents involving one or more deer. Well, wait, you said we're in the, the top 30 for deer hits, mm -hmm. and we know now that Mississippi has deer in it too. Mm -hmm. Do you know where Mississippi ranks? Doesn't rank any of them. Just says we're in the top 30. not bad. You know, if you're like over 25, you're in the bottom half. Life's good. Not for the dead deer. I, I, I clicked on a link. We'll see if we can get the top 30 here. Uh, and like if we want to. Like 30 is be, Utah. If we're, we want to be proud, we can hit more deer. <laughs> Like, if we, like, I want to be a winner and I am not going to settle for this church basketball thing. Right. We can make deer spotting. So, your, chan sport. What, your chance of collision is one in 205. I don't know. Two, 205 drivers, 205 deer. I don't know what that is. One in 205 in Utah. Uh, Vermont, 29. One in 192. Then it goes Maine. They're trying to steal our thunder. They took our skiing. Delaware, Idaho. Tennessee, New York, Georgia, Ohio, Kansas, Alabama, Nebraska. I want to get to one here. I got to keep going to these. Maryland, North Dakota, Kentucky, uh, Missouri, North Carolina. Finally, we're back west, Wyoming. 
Virginia, South Carolina, Michigan, Arkansas, Mississippi, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Okay, top five are Pennsylvania. Four is South Dakota. Three is Iowa. Two is Montana. And number one, West Virginia. You have a one in 41 chance of hitting a deer if you're driving through West Virginia. True story. I went to Philadelphia for my buddy's wedding. His wife hit a deer driving people to the airport on the freeway in uh, Philadelphia. So they do have city deer. I did not know that until it happened. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Um, now, you used to live in Park City. I used to. Did you ever attend the Celebrity Deer Valley kickoff? Utah's Deer Valley Resort kickoff, which these, this year like will the be... the Celebrity Ski thing they do? It's the 22nd annual Deer Valley Celebrity Ski Fest. I did not because I lived in Park City, which meant I had to work during Sundance. So uh, ducking celebrities was something I was better at than going to go watch them. It is December 7th and 8th if you want to go. The event, it's an invitational ski event. It pairs former Olympic ski legends with television and film celebrities for a weekend of skiing, live music, and fundraising for the Waterkeeper Alliance. Again, the Deer Valley Celebrity Ski Fest. Sean Smith and Craig Rodman, both uh, former freestyle skiers for the U.S. team. I believe that for the last few years, those guys have been uh, hosting, doing the whole TV bit for them. Are they the celebrity? Mm, sort of. Sort of? Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to do that, plan 7th and 8th. Go Is up there. Maybe 30 going to be up there? Uh, no. We could sponsor a celebrity? We could. Yeah. I'm sending you. Awesome. <laughs> Free tram rides at Snowbird. Continue its tra tradition of providing free tram and lift rides while helping Utah's hungry Snowbird Ski and Summer Resort on Wednesday. Announce dates for its annual Customer Appreciation Day. So write these dates down if you want a free tram ride at Snowbird. November 2, 3, 9, and 10, guests may receive a free foot passenger aerial tram ride with the donation of a can of food or hygiene item to the Utah Food Bank, or just pay a $3 donation to the Wasatch Adaptive Sports. So again, that's November 2nd, 3rd, or 9th and 10th. Bring a can, go cruise up the tram at Snowbird. When's the last time you went up that tram? It's been years. I haven't been up that tram since I was years. like, I'm uh, old. What like I do remember, years. though, is it's sketchy. Like, you're way off the yeah, ground you're kind of there. freaked out up there. Yeah. And then it stops. Every time it stops, like halfway up, you get that bounce effect. <laughs> You gotta think about your life, everything you did wrong. <laughs> it's terrible. But for three dollars, I'll reflect on my life. Right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. It doesn't get cheaper than that. No. You are listening to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show podcast on Gear 30 Radio. Adventure for your ears. Shop Gear 30 Premier Mountain Equipment and improve your outdoor experience. Gear 30 Radio. Uh, have you ever had a desire to jump out of a plane? I have jumped out of a plane. And you know why? It's because my ego got questioned, and it's all because of a girl. But I'm still alive, so it was totally worth it. Would you wear a squirrel suit or wingsuit and fly like the I wind? I would out love to try that sometime. Yeah. I think that's the coolest looking thing. Like, jumping out of an airplane was great, but uh, to be able to get that fly sensation, that thing, that's amazing. The, I wi the wingsuit flying is great. Like, I don't... How do you, I mean, there's really no room for error there. How do you, can't, you don't practice wingsuit flying. You there just, is practice wingsuit flying. You just flying. Gra gradually get better at it. I, I don't know how you, but you, just, you can't screw up. 
you get so many, uh, as far as I've been told, you get so many jumps that you have to do before like a reputable place will let you go out in a wingsuit. But you can go to like the Solomon Center That's and true. do that whole indoor skydiving, but yes. do it with wingsuits. Yeah, so you got that going for perfect. you, which is nice. Yes, perfect. So, but however, unfortunately, a wingsuit flyer was killed. He crashed into a cliffside. This was published yesterday by the AP. This is in Beijing. A Hungarian wingsuit flyer died following an accident during a jump into a gorge in central China. The body of Viktor Kovats was recovered Wednesday from the steep forested valley floor at Tian, Tian, Tiananmen Mountain National Forest Park in Hunan province, said state broadcaster CCTV. It's said that more than 200 rescuers had searched for Kovats through the night in the treacherous conditions. So, for those who don't know what a wingsuit is, uh, if you're new to the whole game here, a wingsuit's an aerodynamic jumpsuit that allows the, the wearer to soar for long distances before opening a, par a parachute. Uh, reports said that the highly experienced Kovats apparently died from a head injury. Well, I would imagine, because he crashed into a side of a cliff. He had a 700-meter, 2,290-foot jump Tuesday afternoon, which is part of the preparations for the second World Windsuit Championship. So he's actually an athlete competing. Um, it's going to be held from October 11th to the 13th. They're not quite sure what happened. They do say that he could have been blown off course. It was windy and things. And so they're not sure, actually, right now. Two What's things on that. Will, our awesome Will, Will Power, do will the works power. here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just telling me. Everest Will. Everest Will. Yes. Yeah. That he saw a wingsuit video where a dude hit a bridge and just vaporized. It was just a big cloud of red. This guy was going. That's terrible. Yeah. So that is why they couldn't find dude's body. <laughs> he vaporized. Second thing, <laughs> what are the odds that suit was made in China? <laughs> so dude was in China, right? They're pretty high. I'm guessing yeah, you get, there's like no tariff yeah. and like cheaper if you buy it there and it's made there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. don't buy, buy the Chinese original, not the Chinese knockoff. Uh, in other mountain climbing news, Uli Steck, the man, the machine, Uli. has summited Annapurna's South Face solo. The Swiss machine, as he's called, Uli Steck, has summited the notoriously difficult Annapurna 1 via the South Face in the Himalaya. Details of Steck's ascent are still unknown. However, the news emanated from a text message sent by Steck from base camp to his sponsors stating, Summit, comma, alone, comma, South Face. That's how you text right there. That's basically the best, like, I've sent that text to a girlfriend before. Yeah, did you? Yeah, it's like, where are you at? And it was just like, uh, Summit, comma, no room to get busted. Alone, comma, Summit, South Face. Summit, alone, yeah, yeah, sleeping. Scarpa also announced the ascent on their Facebook page. Scarpa's this cool. morning, posting Summit, 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 alone for Uli, the real machine. More at rockandice.com. This is posted at Rock and Ice. They really don't know much. It just kind of talks about the mountain and Steck's exploits and what he's been doing and up to. So, But yeah, now this is his third attempt at this because he went in 2007 and 2008. Both expeditions ended badly. In 2007, Steck was hit and nearly killed by a rock fall. Uh, and in 2008, his attempt was abandoned when he learned that his friend and Spanish climber, uh, Inaki Ochoa, <laughs> Inaki Chinese Ochoa Spanish climber? de Olza, uh, no, he's Spanish, he was injured and stranded on the mountain, and Steck attempted a rescue, but despite his efforts, Olza died. That and sucks. so he took a few years off from this mountain and said, oh, we'll give it a break. But he went back 
And supposedly, all accounts, says somebody solo. So good on him. Way to overcome demons. Now, if you saw a turtle crossing a road, would you help it? What road is it? Inter- Interstate 75. Absolutely not. It's <laughs> turtle's on his own. I've got so, plenty of things to do. I don't need to be a dead deer. <laughs> a man who helped a stranded turtle cross Interstate 75 on Tuesday was bitten by a rattlesnake. See, that's why I don't help the stupid turtle. Bad things happen. The bite happened sometime before 1.20 p.m. on I-75 near Interstate 595. This, I believe, is in Florida, said Michelle Fayette, spokeswoman for Miami-Dade Fire Rescue. The man was bitten by the venomous eastern diamondback rattlesnake as he placed the turtle into the grass by the roadside. A friend immediately drove him to Memorial Regional Hospital. They were very smart to go to the hospital, Fayette said. The man was 24 years old. He's not been identified because he's embarrassed. He was being treated in the intensive care unit by the hospital and Miami-Dade Fire Rescue's venomous response unit. The eastern diamondback species can inject as much as 800 milligrams of venom in a single bite. It only takes 70 milligrams to affect the human body. We don't know how much uh, 24-year-old What do we, what do we have in Utah here all over the place? Is that western diamondback? West, western. Or but is it a diamondback? I just think it's a rattlesnake. I don't even know. It might be, be western diamond. Yeah. So as of late Tuesday, the venom was affecting only the man's left arm. He was being treated with the antivenom. It's the second rattlesnake bite in less than two weeks around the area there. So it might have been the same snake. Who knows? Be careful when transporting turtles across the freeway. Absolutely. So an award, this dog got an award in dog news, I guess. My dog should get an award right now for cutest little doggy ever. <laughs> She's the dog- newest shop employee. The dog was an award and a medal for completing a half marathon on its own. However, he was a jailbreak dog. A chocolate lab named Boogie in Indiana was awarded a medal on Tuesday for what it did over the weekend. It ran the YMCA Evansville half marathon on its own without any human assistance. It just ran. With 2,000 other uh, runners, who um, so Boogie had escaped from its owner the night before um, and started running the 13.1-mile race with all the runners and just hung out with them and ran the whole thing from start to finish. The dog managed to complete the entire course without assistance, the Evansville Police Department said on his Facebook page. After crossing the finish line, he was picked up by animal control and taken to the shelter for some needed rest. Quote, because he did not officially enter the race, we do not have his race times. However, we are confident he set a new course record for an unassisted dog, end quote. According to the AP, Boogie finished the course in two hours and 15 minutes and beat the times of about 1,128 participants. The dog's owner, Jerry Butts, not related, uh, was finally reunited with his dog when he went to animal control looking for his eight-year-old 100-pound lab. He said, I could hear him bark him as soon as I got him out of the car. Um, they said, your dog's an internet celebrity because they put videos up on him, YouTube. Uh, yeah, and it was a tired internet celebrity, but said on Facebook that when he got Boogie home, he went straight to bed. So, And then they had to get him registered because he wasn't registered. He was a rebel dog who nice. runs far. So that is it. That's all I have for news. And um, we got some plenty of events coming up, however. Oh, I got an event question. The swap. Is that sure. tomorrow only or is the uh, swap the whole weekend? Tomorrow only. Tomorrow only. From, I had it from 8 to 1. I should have asked him because I've seen 8 to 3. But if, you're, if you show up around noon and later, 
you're getting leftovers. You're, yeah. There still might be some good stuff, but the good, the best stuff will go at 8 a.m. Yeah, so get there's a ridiculous. I know we're bringing up a ridiculous amount of good stuff, so yeah. pretty much everyone will. So that is tomorrow morning at Weber State, 8 a.m., gear swap, be there. Tonight, however, is TGR's Way of Life in the Student Union Ballroom C up at Weber State. 15 bucks at the door. I think it's. I think you said 12 bucks, if I remember right, if you jump up there and, and buy your tickets before the door tonight. Also, to Saturday, Saturday night up at the Jim Santee Auditorium, you're familiar with that in Park City, is the McConkie movie film tour. Jim Santee was my chorus or choir, whatever you call it, teacher. Freshman year, like only A I ever got in high school. Yeah, what you have to dude. do to get that? Just have beautiful voice. <laughs> That's evident. It was the first yes. class in the morning. It was like show up 15 minutes late and have a beautiful voice. You're right. First he was a, a good dude. A. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, Jim Santi, ex-teacher, yeah, show up there on Saturday, McConkie Movie Tour. Also on the 19th, the Antelope Island 100K and 50K. Yes. That's your boy, right? I'm running the 50K. Cheer me on. I'll be the only 200-pounder out there. Just yeah, kidding. you will. Yeah. Um, November or October 22nd is Powderhorn Productions. Choose your adventure at Gear 30. So 10 bucks here at Gear 30. It'll be the uh, film. We'll have swag. We'll have food, appetizers, drinks, and good times here at the shop. October 22nd, Powderhorn Productions will be in the house. It'll be fun. Uh, be here for that. Also, if you're looking for a job, you're looking for, or you're looking to ski for free, Snow Basin's job fair is October 26th. So you can head up to Snow Basin on the 26th and go cook a couple days a week and ride for free. There you go. Um, the if you missed the McConkie movie up at your buddy Jim Santee's auditorium, it'll be at the Cliff Lodge at Snowbird on November 2nd. On November, is that the same day that you have the tram rides? Or yeah, nice. Well, what? Two and two together, right yeah. there. Yeah, make a day of it. Free tram ride yeah. and watch the McConkie movie up at Snowbird on November second. On the sixth of November, Weber Pathways presents One Revolution at Peary's Egyptian Theater. So that is the story of the. I don't know. I mean, he's he's in a wheelchair, and so and he summits. Kilimanjaro in a wheelchair and so that's that movie will be at Peary's Egyptian Theater it's presented by Weaver Pathways on November 6th and then I just saw this posted the other day I don't really know much about it but the Mountain Film in Telluride tour will be at Peary's Egyptian Theater on November 9th so watch for that you know what happened at the Egyptian Theater this tell is where you go me. no London what did happen at the Egyptian tell Theater tell me tell me what happened at the I saw Empire Strikes Back what yep what? And Raiders of the Lost Ark when they debuted at the Egyptian Theater. Are you serious? I swear to God. That's awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah. I have memories, like history. I don't know if I saw either one My of those. My mom the worked there, I think there, I dude. saw one of those in the theater. Empire Strikes Back, yes. And the other one? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Raiders Jones, of the Lost bro. Ark? I actually saw Star Wars there, too, because they showed them, like, back to back. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not cool. Star Wars old like you. I'm like was born the year after, but I caught up on it. <laughs> I love okay. it. Yeah, yeah. So for uh, Gear Thirty, we had we had a Geiger rig rep in last night. Wait, he's got a great beard. He like does. seriously, yeah. Like it's totally trimmed up, but that thing is thick. I was <laughs> like, that I can't do. I probably grow a better mustache. Makes than the he pack can, look better. Yeah, yeah. So, like a rugged. Uh, 
See, can you repeat? Tell, tell me a little bit about Geiger Rig and their packs, if you can remember what you had to say last night. Because we do carry them here at the shop, sold them for the last year, and uh, they do pretty well. So. Lots of cool stuff with the Geiger Rig packs. Um, the bladders have a lifetime guarantee on them, right? Yes. And they're tough bladders. They use a pressure system, so you uh, use a squeeze pump, pump it up so you can shoot water out, but it's strong enough that we can, and if you don't believe it, you can come in the store and see it. You can fill them full of water, pump them all the way up, and stand on them, throw them on the, you know, at the ground as hard as you can, all that good stuff, and they don't break. They just totally take a beating, keep on going. You can uh, just pull them inside out, throw them in the dishwasher to, you know, get any old nasty water out of there, whatever you got going on in there. Um, Bags are burly made. They got a guy who's been doing bags for 20 years. Uh, 20 years, yeah, for Dekine and Oakley, and I can't remember who the other person was, but a lot of history from uh, their bag makers. Awesome local product. Um, Guaranteed? Yeah, they have full life guarantee on the uh, bladder. They're coming out with a, uh, what they call a nano tube, so you can just kind of put it on constant drip if you want it. Smaller, lighter weight tube. Really cool stuff. You basically have to like, for play with it. To, yeah, more yeah. for endurance stuff. Um, just have that constant drip going so you're not uh, getting the bloated when you get over thirsty and drink too much. And they all come with a little booklet of yeah. coupons. Spartan Race sponsored booklet. Right. So you can, uh, which is worth the pack alone, you can go skiing for free. Yeah, there's of different a places. couple different buy one, get one frees for ski passes and summer lift passes. There were a couple uh, just free day passes for summer and winter. Uh, like, where's the one? They're like Sundance. There you go. Free pass. And the skit one now, take your girlfriend up in the summer, go see a play or something, and uh, ride a bike for free. That was the, the weekly phone call during the show from my wife. I turned my phone off because yeah. I didn't want to hear your wife like calling that. me. <laughs> Quote of the week is, the best thing one can do when it's raining is to let it rain. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. That is the quote of the week. London, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. The it's Argonaut, Argonaut always Argonaut a pleasure. Show. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. And thank you for listening to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. We did double our studio audience this week. Yeah, we did. We have two. Thank you, Grandma and Mom, for we coming We had two in. and a half. We had a straggler we did in have here two that was checking half. us out. Yeah, quarter, she was cool. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, she hung out for a minute. Yeah. So, And you can do that here. Yeah, you just come hang out. If you know, you're cool, maybe I'll let you on the air. I'm easily bribed with lunch. <laughs> yeah, or coffee. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> From Slackwater. Yeah. Slackwater yeah. coffee is awesome. <laughs> so thank you for listening again to the Ognator Adventure Show on Gear 30 Radio, Adventure for Your Ears. Find the OOA Show podcast on iTunes and gear30.com. As John Muir would say, the mountains are calling and we must go.